Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a beautiful, lovely, darling, sexy new guest, the esoteric gladiator, Mr. Jeremy. Welcome, and how are you, my dear? You're too kind. Thank you. <laughs> I'm doing well. After that introduction? Well, you know, I just watched the... Uh, Naughty in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, the dirty talk in the bathtub. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have watched that before our show, but anyway. So, welcome, my dear. I'm so happy that you're here with me. So, for people who do not know you, tell the listeners a little bit about you. Um. Well, I grew up in Los Angeles in the 1990s, and... Um, I was a troubled youth, which led to me getting incarcerated for about seven and a half years. I left jail, became a professional tattoo artist, uh, traveled all over from, you know, Spain to Australia to Mexico, all over the country. In the last year and a half, I've been to 28 states. Wow, that's impressive. And, um... I do a podcast and I tattoo and I try to take care of my health and exercise and spread dark and light messages, you know, <laughs> for the betterment. You got to have a balance of both, I think. Yeah. So tell me, um, what exactly did you do to get in trouble? Because you look so sweet and innocent. You know, what's crazy is, is I always was a sweet and innocent kid, but um, my father was had some addiction problems when I was growing up and he wasn't so sweet and innocent, which uh, now he's been sober for many years. And uh, I don't regret anything that happened to me in childhood. I was telling somebody recently, I used to subconsciously take the hard road mm -hmm. unknowingly. And now I consciously take the hard road. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just uh, I got involved in fighting and graffiti and stealing. And, uh, and then I got put in jail in 1993. And I was only supposed to do six months. But it was the gang era in Los Angeles. And uh, I had to handle some business while I was in there. And uh, oh. yeah, one of my mottos to this day is go down swinging. <laughs> Even if you know you're going to go down, go down swinging. Right? Amen. I'm so glad to hear you say that because I think there's so many people that n not only are afraid to, to use their voice to speak up, but they're afraid to stand behind their convictions and their morals and their values because they may alienate someone or hurt someone's feelings. I am quite the opposite. <laughs> well, last night, I uh, my friend visited from, she's visited from Spain, but we used to be friends in high school. And I visited her about 11 years ago in Barcelona. And uh, she came out and had this big dinner with a lot of our friends. And some people I hadn't seen in 30 years since before I was in jail. Mm -hmm. And... Um, one of my buddies, we did a podcast the other night. Um, I asked him, have you seen anybody, you know, because I don't really keep in touch with a lot of people anymore because I'm a very different individual. And he's like, yeah, da, 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 da. he's like, how about you? I was like, no, nah, I just I think all of our friends think I'm crazy. And he's like, yeah, they do. Like, but they think I'm crazy, too. And, and 
And so <laughs> I, I just look at it like, you know, a lot of people, I did a, I was talking about it yesterday. I was like, there's like two, there's always three outcomes in every situation, but mm -hmm. I, I gave us two. I was like, some people are creative. They're street smart. They're innovative. Um, they see patterns in nature and that's how they think. And other people have a linear way of thinking, mm -hmm. which is memorization, which is what you will see in like the intellectual community and the colleges right. and universities. Now, both of them play a part in um, society, but I think the one that stumps the other is the creative innovator. And that's because mm -hmm. you have street smarts and society relies on the artists and the innovators for, uh, you know, their sense of identity. But then when shit like COVID happens, they want to attack people like me and say how right. crazy we are. And it's just like, dude, you've been living off my inventions and my, you know, or, right. or the, the inventions of the artists and, mm -hmm. and the people, the creative thinkers. And now you want to tell us how stupid and crazy we are because we don't agree that, you know, with some psychopaths that have been ruling the world for centuries. Right. Now, all of a sudden now they're they're here to save us. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> you know, a month ago you were talking about how racist and murderous they are, but now there's a pandemic and they want to save you. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's funny to me because I would so much rather be the creative out of the box thinker than be the, the linear because you can't see what's in the future when you linearly think. And that's, you know, for me, like, especially with the pandemic and stuff and, and seeing what was coming, you know, right from the get go oh, and, and the narratives great. that they were going to spin. <clears throat> and so many people were like, Oh, you're batshit nuts. You're way off base. And I'm like, I've been in this field for a really long time. So trust me, I already know like how the narrative is going to play out. Yeah. Well, well, one of the really, like when I look back at like, you know, being incarcerated for so long, one of the, the, the extreme advantages of that was psychological warfare, mm -hmm. you know, and, and for people like, I'm not a straight white boy, but in jail, I'm a white boy. Cause mm -hmm. look how, you know, my, my, uh, my, my, I have light colored skin and stuff. So like in Los Angeles during the nineties, like for people to tell me, I don't know what racism is, this and that. It's like, I had cops putting me in handcuffs and beating my ass and pulling guns on me. So I never got to experience that wonderful white privilege that everybody mm -hmm, talks right. about. Um, and then being in jail, having to fight for my life and food a lot of times. Um, it taught me about psychological warfare. It also taught me about the way that the, the, the system operates mm -hmm. and it taught me about the criminal mind because I sat observing human behavior for mm -hmm. many years so when when false flags and these you know these 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 operations happen in our in our planet it's like i see where it's going i know how criminals think and and yet again going back to like my friends from high school that lived a very nice life you know while i was you know fighting for mine they all think in a liberal leftist way. Well, I'm not a Republican. I'm not even a registered voter, but I have extreme problems with the way that liberals think because mm -hmm. it's groupthink. It's not creative. It's right. very watered down, uh, manufactured thinking. And I see it as very dangerous too because you didn't have to see, you didn't have to pay attention to your surroundings to survive because your mom and dad 
you know, provided this right. comfortable Disney channel surrounding for you. Whereas me, mm -hmm. I had the privilege and luxury to, uh, you know, fight for my life and, you know, see the darkness of humanity. Mm -hmm. And which yeah. is, it's awesome that you got to live that good life. I would try and provide that for my children too, but I'd have them in martial arts training and all kinds mm -hmm. of other shit too. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, I think very dangerous thinking um, because it's very cultish to me and it, you, you have to go along with the narrative that's being spun. And if you don't, um, then, you know, you're a conspiracy theorist or you're this label or that label because anything outside of their opinion is wrong think. Well, yeah, and it's the the whole design of it, and we can go back centuries to even monarchs, to transgender monarchs. You know, there's mm -hmm. photos of them. It's like there's no way that that's a queen. That's a dude dressed mm -hmm. up like a queen. Right. Uh, it's inversion. It's always been inversion, the right-hand path and the left-hand path. The left-hand mm -hmm. path is upside down, and the right-hand path is the path of righteousness, right? Mm -hmm. Um which is really weird because it's 2-2, 2020, right? Mm -hmm. 22, 2020 is actually 22. It's the master builder number. And then you have 2020 to agenda 2030. It's a master builder decade. Mm -hmm. So that's like, as soon as this all happened, I started my podcast and I started telling people, this is a master builder decade. 2020 is 22. They're going, they're trying to rebuild society and they're going to do it with inversion. They're going to violate natural law. Right. And th because they believe they're gods, like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so that's why we have like, um, well, I told everybody, it was like, oh, so if you think 2020 was interesting, wait till 2021. <laughs> that's a five in numerology. That means motion, chaos, craziness. Mm -hmm. And if you think, and, and then 2020, 22 which is 222 it's not only a triple digit number it's a six which looks like a pregnant woman they're coming for your children because mm -hmm. six represents community and family they're coming and what do they do they push that trans drag queen right super hard next year's a seven and and it's god's number seven is god's number it's it's a spiritual number so i bet you next year or this year rather it's going to be all about them pushing their mystery Babylon religion on everybody, their mm -hmm. Satanism and their demonology and their dark art shit, because they're going to invert the seven. Right. And it's going and to be I, a very tough year for people this year. I, I agree with that. And I think um, at the start of the year, <clears throat> there was probably 20 different people that contacted me like the very first of the year. And they were like, something is emotionally wrong. Like everybody in our family is like, you know, not acting normal. And, you know, all of these like repressed emotions and feelings and all this weird stuff is, is surfacing in an otherwise like happy, healthy, you know, family. And so I've seen that firsthand that people are, are just struggling ever since, ever since January the 1st. Which is so strange to me. So in, in, in Vegas, they, they say lucky number seven, but Vegas is not lucky. Or, um, lucky number seven is not lucky monetarily. It's not a physical number. It's a spiritual mm -hmm. number. So right. it's lucky for the casino to get mm -hmm. us convinced that seven's a lucky number. Mm -hmm. But 
uh, this year, I believe that we are going to experience a lack of the material world. We are going to experience a lack of monetary. Um, and uh, it's going to challenge people's spirits. They're going to have to go to a mm -hmm. different part. You know, because the, the real Holy Trinity is mind, body, spirit. Right. You know? And spirit mm -hmm. runs everything. And so we live in a very physical world. And uh, you're going to have to check into different parts of your faculties now of those three mm -hmm. faculties you're going to have to go into the spirit fortunately on a personal note for me last year was a seven for me so i spent the entire year doing very challenging things spiritually mm -hmm. and this year for me is an eight year which is a monetary year eight is a very physical number it's a action oriented number so i have a very good feeling about this year for me um, and, uh, and then right before the end of last year, I did a nine day water fast. So I didn't eat food for nine days and I switched my, my entire diet up. And, um, you know, during that nine days, it was just, uh, lots of breath work and meditate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do breath work and meditation regularly anyways, but, um, really was tapped into it, um, while I was fasting and, uh, getting prepared for this coming year, which is actually on April Fool's Day. You know that, right? That the new year isn't on in the dead of winter. You wouldn't plant your seeds right. physically or metaphysically in the dead of winter. It would be at the beginning of spring, which is mm -hmm. why it's April Fool's Day. So how did you, um, did you get into the spiritual side of things like when you were incarcerated or did it come much later? No, uh, I started uh, towards the end of my stay. So my dad's mother was born on the Sac and Fox Muskaki Indian Reservation. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to go to native services while I was in jail. But I had started like doing a little bit of meditation and, and like yoga and my cell while mm -hmm. I was down. And I've always been an artist. So I got really deeply involved in my artist, you know, drawing and creative writing. Towards the end of my stay the last year and a half, I didn't really have any physical altercations. Uh, at that point, I was, do, I was getting into, you know, water and dry fasting where I wouldn't eat food or drink water for two days at a time. Mm -hmm. And... I tell people one of the most spiritually uplifting times in my life was my last year in prison. I, every day was, I felt good every day. I, yeah, I was praying, I was meditating. I was, you know, doing art all the time. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was definitely while I was in jail, but I fell off for a few years after jail, you know, I got into tattooing. I was started tattooing on Hollywood Boulevard in, in the year 2000. It was fucking crazy. So mm -hmm. um, then I got into drinking and smoking weed all the time again. And then by 34, I had started having nervous breakdowns or panic attacks, mm -hmm. which I thought was really weird because I always thought I was a really strong person. So I went online and I took like these ptsd tests and i had ptsd and and i had just not realized it so i checked into this uh 10-day silent meditation facility called vipassana which at the time was 
incredible. Now it's completely liberal, loony leftist, vaccine mandates, wear a mask while you're focusing on your breathing, just mm-hmm. absurd. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like the liberals, a- anywhere they go, they fuck everything up. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's insane. Uh, and we look at the leftist thinking, you think of Jim Jonestown, Charles Manson. Right. I would even say probably, uh, you know, the Church of Scientology. I meant that, yeah. Is, they, they somehow, these types of people gravitate to these insane institutions mm-hmm. and cults um but uh during the time it was exactly what i needed i went and i sat in silence for 10 days no reading no writing no phones no computers you're just there to meditate for an hour at a time for about 10 hours a day and when i left i remember I had like 20 years straight of nightmares, no good dreams. Every once in a while, I might have a sex dream, which would be a welcome (laughs) escape from the nightmares. Right. But uh, about seven days in at that, you know, retreat was like, uh, I started having good dreams. I had started having flying dreams. I hadn't had one of those since I was like 11 years old. And then uh, about two weeks after I left, I had kept up with like an hour a day of meditation. And I started feeling joy in my chest, which I Mm -hmm. hadn't felt since I was a little kid. And so I would say for the better part of the last 12 years, I've been more sober than not like you know like i haven't done anything in the last three years i've i I did a guided ketamine journey and i did a i ate mushrooms a couple of times micro Mm -hmm. those mushrooms but i don't look at hallucinogens i never enjoyed hallucinogens so it was like you know doing ayahuasca i was terrified right Uh, (laughs) i've heard some interesting uh stories about uh people's journeys yeah yeah and and uh, so I'll do that stuff more to face a fear and, and, and un- un- uncover a layer of myself. But I used to get high to escape reality. Now I do it to face it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, over the last decade, I've been sober for the most of the last decade. Um, and I feel like the longer I'm sober and the healthier I get, the more abstract and crazy the world becomes because i'm starting to see it for what it is mm-hmm. it's almost Absolutely. like when i was high i was like i should be thinking more abstract but now i'm sober and it's almost like i'm like looking at the world and i'm like dude i literally feel like i'm tripping on something. you're like you're like i think the whole world is stoned <laughs> yeah yeah the 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 the, the patients are running the asylum uh-huh the asylum. yeah yeah, and see, I, it's so funny because I've talked to so many people that have done like the ayahuasca ceremonies and stuff. I have never done that because um, I don't think I need it, and I know who I'm, who I am, and I'm very comfortable in that, and I'm not afraid of like anything that's worldly, you know. Other than I, do, I have a dislike of things, like I dislike snakes. Um, but I'm, I'm not afraid to face anything. And, you know, I, I'm very, um, very in tune with who I am as a person and emotionally, physically, spiritually, the whole nine yards. And so to me, I don't feel like I need it, but some people's journeys and stories that they've told me, and then they're like, 
you know, have these very scary experiences and then they want to keep going back. And I'm like, why? <laughs> you, I feel like it's like eventually you stop, you realize like we look, we externalize the monster in our lives all the mm -hmm. time. Right. Right. And I feel like with hallucinogens, you internalize a monster and you realize, oh shit, I am the monster. I'm mm -hmm. the co-creator with the most high co-creating right. this elaborate simulation, this biological simulation we're mm -hmm. in, which, wh which one is it? Is the dream world real or is this world real? Right. Mm -hmm. Or, or is it when I'm fucked up, is that the real world or, you know, uh, and I feel like it's more like eventually you just, you stop, you face the monster so much. It's no longer scary anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and I don't do hallucinogens often. Uh, it's very rare and it's always like with intention and purpose. And right. again, I like people don't understand why I do it. Like, it's like, I don't enjoy it. It's like, well, you know, as I said, as a youngster, I subconsciously chose the hard road and now I mm -hmm. consciously choose it because you realize when you look back at the, the struggle and the violence and the pain and the this, what did you learn mm -hmm. from it? You're like, oh, well, shit, that made me the esoteric gladiator. Gladiator, mm -hmm. the gladiator's arena made me an esoteric gladiator. So mm -hmm. now I can understand all this crazy madness in the world and I can psychoanalyze it and I can bring that with clarity to the world around me to mm -hmm. I always tell people like I used to be a conspiracy theorist for normies and now I'm like more of a conspiracy theorist for conspiracy theorists mm -hmm. yeah no I totally understand that and I think it, it's there's so many different levels of understanding for people but even like realizing like you said that the monsters inside of you it's so hard for people to like meet their own emotions and understand that like the fear and stuff that's inside of you, you create that yourself. So I'm an artist, right? Mm -hmm. I started tattooing on Hollywood Boulevard. I've worked for the motion picture stuff. I've done random, you know, things for them too, art department, things, scenic, mm -hmm. sign writing, all that stuff. Um, and as an artist, I'm going to put myself in the shoes of an actor or a musician or Kat Von D even, mm -hmm. um, who I know sold her soul and I know mm -hmm. a lot about oh, yeah. the tattoo conspiracies that nobody knows about really, uh, which I really haven't even talked about. I should talk about that at some point. But um, if I was a young uh, creative narcissist that all I cared about was, uh, you know, pleasing the world, which I can go back and look at myself, you know, mm -hmm. pre prison. Right. I lived for, you know, the, the opinions of the world around me, which right. I want to do. Everybody, a lot of people do. <laughs> and, and I was able to get a contract to sign my soul away to a contract mm -hmm. in Hollywood to be famous. And then as I became famous, I saw all my heroes that I, you know, I made my music, you know, modeled off Jay-Z or whatever. Um, and then I saw them at these Hollywood parties doing all this weird shit with blood and children and stuff like that. And, well, they're all doing it, you know, and I'm a young fucking kid. And then eventually... Um, it's like you get so deep and embedded into this system. You're like, well, you look at like Rihanna going to hang out with world leaders for a week at a time. Well, clearly she's, uh, you know, a little fuck kitten for mm -hmm. you know a diplomat in another country. Right. Right. You know? Right. And, and so then you get to a place where like if you're in this cult, you're like, oh, shit, like 
these guys like run militaries. Like if I try and leave, they're going to kill me. I'm going to become another human sacrifice for the cult. And Mm -hmm. so like me trying to put myself in the shoes of, or like Hillary Clinton, like I have no doubt she was probably raised in a satanic cult and sexually and mentally and physically abused Mm -hmm. as an infant. That doesn't mean I don't want to execute her from this planet, but at the same time I can look back and be like, at one point this was an infant. Mm -hmm. And who knows what type of trauma, you know, that she went through to become this monster that she is. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, monsters are created it's like frankenstein mm-hmm. right like you go right. through all this bullshit and now you're just this horrible monster you're literally a serial killer that runs the world mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you look at the lives all the of chi- them yeah the, all the chi- the child the childhoods of serial killers it's like the childhoods of a child raised in a satanic cult sexual mm-hmm. abuse from your parents your family physical abuse right you know yeah but it's one of those things where um, I sympathize with anybody that has gone through any kind of trauma at any level because, you know, trauma is so different for everybody. But the thing that gets me is the people that choose to stay yes. in, in the trauma victimhood cycle and never choose to break that. And when, when they don't, that's so dangerous for their well-being because they never learn and grow from that. And they never, you know, without, without being able to overcome stuff and to, to face those realities that, yes, I went through that, but guess what? I survived and, you know, I'm going to move past it. I'm going to let those, you know, emotions or memories go. A lot of people don't and, and they stay stuck in that cycle and, or, or stay even, even, in society today when people tell you like our whole population, everybody's depressed or has anxiety or whatever you're living in the label that someone else gave you. You have the opportunity to get outside of that and to not think of yourself under that victim label, but people don't, they don't want to move on because it's an emotional crutch. So me and my sister were talking about that this morning about, you know, some of our family members and Mm -hmm. how stranded in these things, or they don't want to face this or face that. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, um, we, we were talking about their astrological signs and Mm -hmm. I feel like cancer, Libra, Sagittarius and Taurus have a really hard time Mm -hmm. changing things. Right. Um, and, uh, which doesn't mean they can't change. It just means you're going to have a harder time doing you it. You have to put in the work to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but a lot of people, they have a lot of pride and, and, and they don't want to admit that they're wrong. And mm-hmm. um, with what's happening on our planet now is people are struggling, but a lot of them have that linear group mm-hmm. think mentality. Mm-hmm. They know they're struggling, but then when you present them with like, hey, there's a consorted effort by very powerful individuals that um, don't want you to flourish because it's beneficial to them financially as well mm-hmm. as you know for, for power and control that you don't uh, that you don't uh, transition to your higher self. 
Mm-hmm. They don't want to believe that. They don't want to see it. But it's like you're struggling all the time. And like looking back at people that I've known since I was young and and where I was, and yet I've owned businesses. I've traveled all over the planet. And then they're still trying to tell me, you know, what the real deal of the streets is. And it's just like I said earlier, like you grew up on your mom and dad's couch and I had to fight for my survival. So I think I have a pretty good grasp of what's going on around me mm-hmm. 99% of the time. Right. And maybe if you listened a little bit more to a fucking weirdo like me, you might be able to come out of your suffering. But we live mm-hmm. in a very unspiritually conscious civilization. Right. Uh, where scientism has been pushed and atheism mm-hmm. and it's like it's promoted you're intelligent if you don't believe in god and then you even if you do believe in god you got some bullshit watered down religion that doesn't mm-hmm. even know about their messiah right or, you know you you got you know and i'm just gonna say it like you know racist judaism a lot of times and i ain't saying all jews are racist no that's not what i'm saying mm-hmm. or, or, or like catholics that are super judgmental oh yeah very <laughs> i was raised Islam. catholic yes yeah that's true i'm not catholic so, anymore yeah and then when like <clears throat> you get as deep as we are it's like oh shit like the vatican was working with the nazis the 100%. nazis were working with the rothschilds <laughs> and they were working with the royal family mm-hmm. and these guys are the shriners or the masons and they're islamic and you're just like oh shit this this whole religious political church and state thing is in bed together they're financing all sides of every war right. and it's all mm-hmm. to keep the herd of sheep in a pen away right. from their higher selves mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I, Oh my God. That is uh, such a interesting topic. The Vatican, like I've done so much stuff on that. Um, since, like I said, growing up Catholic and growing up in Catholic school and Catholic church. And then as an adult finding out like the truth behind, uh, the Catholic church. And you know what I think, and this may sound batshit nuts to people, but I almost feel like the Vatican is a black site. What do you mean? Um, like it is a, you know, because it's all, you're only allowed to go there if they welcome you, you there. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I feel like it is a, um, a safe haven for, for people to escape to. But I also feel, and I know that sounds batshit nuts, but I also feel like it's, it's a black site where they could torture people and no one would ever know. It's kind of like Disney has their own, you know, government and and all that kind of stuff. And I just, from all the research into the Vatican, I know that sounds nuts to people, but I really believe it's true. As far as like, like you said, as as a haven for people to escape. I mean, that's how Mm -hmm. the Nazis got out of, Germany during World mm-hmm. War II and escaped to South America, which is ran by the Catholic Church all well, the way up that's to what Mexico. Say, and <clears throat> like people that know me know that I'm like, um, I really love like forensic files and, and stuff like that. It fascinates me. But the Catholic Church was putting Nazis, you know, from the SS and whatever, they were putting them through the Catholic Church, through the Vatican, yes, in into you know cardinalships yeah, and papacy, and, yes, and they were putting them all over the United States in the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. And one of the most famous ones was Varial Trefa, 
and and he was you know one of them that experimented on you know twins and and all of that kind of stuff and and he was put through the vatican and sent here when you look at the abrahamic religions you see the the connection between them all right like mm-hmm. the the star of david which isn't the right. star of david it's the hermetic symbol mm-hmm. as above so below it's a hexogram right and when you curse people you throw a hex on them mm-hmm. or you throw a star on the ground and you light uh candles around it so it's basically a portal on the zionist flag mm-hmm. and if you draw a y in the center of that it makes a cube well then you can go to mecca where mm-hmm. there's a big black cube that they're going around seven times or you can uh, even the jews they wear the black cube on their arms or their forehead Mm -hmm. or you can look at the crucifix which if you unfold it or fold it it makes a cube Mm -hmm. and so all these religions are connected right um, to what the black cube Mm -hmm. saturnalia saturn satan is worship and shit right well then we can go to the nazis right Mm -hmm. we're clearly aligned with the Vatican because the communists that they were fighting burned down churches. So the Vatican and the Nazis are homies. And then um, the Vatican's wearing a yarmulke and, Mm -hmm. and you look at all of our presidents, their presidents are going to the, the the Vatican and kissing the hand of the Pope or Mm -hmm. kneeling before the queen to get knighted. Basically they're admitting that they're serving the queen and, Mm -hmm. The queen and the Rothschilds that started Zionism in Israel were connected. That's how the Rothschilds made their money during the Napoleonic right. War. And, and you just see this network working together. And then and knowing it's like, okay, well, the Rothschilds were friends with the royal family. Well, the royal family's coat of arms is written in German, right? Mm-hmm. Well, didn't the Germans bomb the royal family during World War II? Yeah, but none of the royals died. And then exactly. over the decades, they've been dressing like Nazis and... You know what I mean? So you see this network. It's like super connected. And then you have everybody like the normies trying to tell you you're crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, NASA was started by uh, the Nazis. Mm -hmm. Right. And who else is deep like NASA into the space shit? Uh, Disney, which supported the Nazis. And the Vatican, which supported the Nazis. And they have like this telescopes and stuff. Well, go back in time like who said the world was around well it was a pope and then mm-hmm. it's just like and nobody and, and and the same people that hate religions the atheists they're spouting off all the shit that the papacy and the nazis i hate nazis punch a nazi it's like you guys spout off all of their talking points exactly hey okay? like th- these mm-hmm. are all your your subconscious heroes and you don't even know it. Well, and two, um, with the Abrahamic religions, you know, and, and Catholicism being married together, that's, you know, the, the Vatican, you know, is working on their, their one world church in Dubai with Abrahamic religions. And Mm -hmm. so they're marrying the two of them. (laughs) So, What's really interesting about all of this is um, in the end, like when I tell people, like if I go back 12 years, like when I heard about agenda 21, mm-hmm. yeah, I like went back 12 years and that's what I, I knew why I knew what COVID was. I was like, Oh, I heard about this 12 years ago. Right. It's called agenda 21. Mm-hmm. Um, 
back then, if you would have asked me what, you know, before I got deeply involved in medica- meditation, um, meditation is medication. <laughs> uh, Truth. If you go within, you never go without. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, back then, if you would have asked me what I think about the New World Order, I'm like, I would have been like, we're doomed. It's over. It's over. And between now and that last 12 years, I've studied the most horrific shit, like it's way worse than I did, you know, at that time that I had known. And it's gotten way worse. But what's mm-hmm. really bizarre is there's so much more hope and faith that these guys are going to fucking fail. And I could give you guys some examples. It's, you know, we can go back to Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, Napoleon Bonaparte, Stalin, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Pol Pot, Adolf Hitler, these guys all tried to take the world over. Right. What do they all have in common? They all fucking failed. Mm-hmm. Right? They all failed. Um, these guys have the most advanced technology, armies, social media, you know, media propaganda machines, access to our food, our water, and all this. And yet they can't, you know, prevent some crazy weirdos like us from figuring out their next move. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. It's, it's because these guys are like stuck in tech, technological, material based world. We are right. stuck in psychological, spiritual world. Amen. So we can see right through their material bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. Because we see the patterns in nature. They, right. they think that they're so slick about and they're going to get away. They're going to fail again. How are you going to have a group of of psychopaths that have no love amongst their organization. Like none of these people love each other. None of these Mm -hmm. people are really connected. They're all stuck and stranded in their desires and their need to, to, you know, have sex with children and whatever walks and do all this crazy Nazi science experiments. They're stranded in desire and and man worship. And what's going to happen? Let's say that they could make a, global ai technocratic super state and then they don't have anybody else to torture that's their dream their their satanic utopia right Mm -hmm. well what do you think that's going to make them fulfilled then they're just going to turn on each other it's like Mm -hmm. how we watch in the media the woke (laughs) mob turning on itself this the woke mob is an extension of these psychopaths that are trying to run the world because the woke mob supports the climate change agenda, the vaccines, mm-hmm. the, the celebrities, the drag queen story hours, the family friendly gay stripper dance parties. Like this mm-hmm. is an extension of these psychopaths. Like, and right. there's always patterns in nature. So they're going to fail. They're going to fucking turn on each other. And then, you know, there's going to be, ex-military there's gonna be dudes like me that have been training martial arts for decades and and women that like we're not afraid to die for what we believe in because amen to that (laughs) the material world is a lifelong journey the spiritual world is eternal so right yeah what are you gonna kill me and make me come back like you know obi-wan kenobi and train a bunch of jedis from the spirit world to fucking destroy the new world order go ahead You know what I mean? So <laughs> these guys are going to fail again. You know, another good metaphor is you can bring a candle into the darkness and illuminate the room, but you can't bring a, doc, a, a drop of darkness into the light and cause any effect on it. True words. And that's natural law letting you know who runs the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think... 
to me, like more people are becoming more spiritual and more aware of things, um, not just like in the in the spirit world and in you know in belief in God, if you so choose to say that. Um, but I think so many more people are waking up to that. And if you have true faith and true belief, you have no fear. There is no need for fear because you have everything that you need through your faith and your belief. And so there's nothing. We are all given the power to, you know, crush evil, to cure, to heal, to, you know, share the gifts that we were given. And so there's no reason for any kind of fear to even be here. I keep telling people like with a lot of the normies, which I've been really working really hard over the last, you know, since I lived in Washington where I owned a tattoo shop and then I left two Halloweens ago. So I left in what was it? 2021. I left and then I traveled. I've been traveling the whole time. And the reason why I left was I was pissed off that they were trying to push vaccine passports and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and just being in like a leftist state where just like right. people are just willing to spread their ass for the government mm -hmm. um, and put sand on their butthole before the government inserts them. And they're just willing to do whatever they say. And I know I'm very graphic, but I don't know. Whatever. No, that's completely fine with uh, me because I'm very graphic too. Yeah. And so uh, I was just so absolutely sickened and furious with humanity. Mm -hmm. I was like, you motherfuckers. I have every excuse to be a dumb, useless piece of shit. And maybe I am a dummy. And I'm not opposed to saying, hey, maybe I am. I don't know. No, you're not. I could be, but I, I don't think I am. But hey, the more I've seen with this, you know, on this world, the more I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think I know a lot. And I feel like I do know a lot, but then again, at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't really know. Because if you would have asked me about a simulation a few years ago, I've been like, that's bullshit. I can smell and taste. And, and now I'm starting to believe we might be in a fucking simulation. I, I don't know. But uh, I was sickened with humanity. Mm -hmm. I was just like, you fucking assholes. Like, let's start this genocide. Let's get it going. Let's get this, these, this, this dead weight out of the way so it's just me and a bunch of ex you know uh veterans and dudes that are just like the government has no front line protecting them now now we can just rip these guys limb from limb in the streets right like which is what needs to happen you know we, right. we started a world we started a revolutionary war 250 years ago over a two or four percent t-tax mm -hmm. i mean i think if we look at we would be begging for a 4% T-tax right now in society. That's all the government's doing to us is just a 4% T-tax. Please give it to me. But back mm -hmm. then, they were starting wars over that. Now, right. like, now look at what the government's doing to us and our children and our friends and our families. Um, But over the last 14, 15 months, you know, I've done certain things donated certain time and efforts to uh, mm -hmm. groups of people and it's made me have more compassion on humanity and even like going and going and hanging out with friends last night 
that, uh, you know, I haven't seen in years and I don't really have a lot of friends like that anymore because again, mm -hmm. the leftist mentality is just, I have such an aversion to it and I'm right. not a voter. I'm not a conservative. They piss me off too. Um, but not like the leftist mentality, but like trying to find compassion mm -hmm. for the ignorance and knowing that most leftists, a lot of them are really nice people. They just niceness a lot of times makes you ignorant. Mm -hmm. And if you're too intelligent, you're not emotional. You kind of got to find that think with your heart and feel with your brain. Right. Balance. Right. But over the last 15 months, I'd say I've become a lot more sympathetic mm -hmm. to humanity. I still say gangster shit. And I, I know nature's cold blooded. And that, uh, you know, if you're a dumb member of the herd or if you're a wolf that eats at a turn, if you're a dumb member of the herd, you're going to get eaten. And if you're a wolf that eats at a turn, you might get your throat ripped out by the alpha because you're, mm -hmm. you're at that. You're just showing that you're a danger to the village and tribe around you. Right. And I accept that with nature. And, but I also know that I'm not a beast and that I am a human. And there's this fine balance between, you know, you know, being an esoteric gladiator <laughs> as well as being a compassionate right. individual that has to look, you know, like what was, what did Christ say on the, on the cross? Eli, mm -hmm. Eli, lama shabbatani, my Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? And then what did he say after that? Forgive them, Father, for mm -hmm. they know not what they do. Correct. Right? Yeah. And when and when they and then when they were gonna go crucify him, and I'm not saying this is a Christian because I'm not a Christian. I, I just love Christ, right? I just I love the Buddha too. But Christ was was such a powerful archetype for us because they're like, Jesus, where are you going? They're gonna kill you, they're gonna kill you. But he's like, I'm not worried about it. I'm eternal. Like I'm not tripping. And then what he gets mm -hmm. there, they're like, you know, they're asking the crowds. They, crowds who, who do you want do you want jesus or do you want this fucking criminal barabbas they're like give us barabbas crucify the messiah right and right this is like a perfect <clears throat> metaphor for what's going on in society today mm -hmm. which why you know christ would say forgive them father for for they know not what they do mm -hmm. and are, yeah. are you and me blessed or are we cursed for having this incredible insight of being able to see I think we're blessed because um, he gives everybody gifts and, and different gifts to use for different purposes. And I know for a fact um, that mine is to serve other people and to, um, you know, spread patience and love and healing and, and things like that. I know that without a doubt, that's that's my path and my purpose. And so for me, like all the people that have been vaccine injured yeah. um, and that are going to start having health problems and uh, mental health issues and stuff like that, that's where I come in. And, I did a and that is my thing to, to help out the rest of humanity. And so I, that's why I said I think it's a gift. It's also a curse because, you know, <clears throat> like me being um, an empath and feeling other people's emotions and 
you know, stuff like that, that comes into play a lot for me. And I have to do a lot of grounding uh, work and stuff like that to keep myself right mentally and spiritually so that I can help other people. I did uh, with Cosmic Peach about 50 minutes into our, our podcast, I did a vaccine potential Mm -hmm. vaccine reversal healing protocol and mm -hmm. it's very thorough i go through what each uh you know thing will do to help you heal mm -hmm. um and uh if anybody wants to know if they have you know people having reactions or whatever it's mm -hmm. um on the cosmic peach podcast and i did one on my podcast too uh it wasn't as thorough i because I, I got really prepared for her podcast um but um yeah, I feel I shout feel out, that. Shout out, Miss Julia. Yes. Love your face. Yes. She, <laughs> she, and her sense of humor, too. Um, she's very funny. Yeah. She's like, she's like got that infectious personality. Yes. That so she makes you, everybody smile and everybody so happy that comes in contact with her. She's an amazing human yes. being. Hey, you know, extreme trauma and suffering can make you a saint or a serial killer mm -hmm. truth <laughs> that's i believe I'm, that's why I, like a lot of times i was so pissed off with humanity i'm like jesus christ like i've been put through the ringer in my life and i'm not playing the victim on the street corner right now mm -hmm. what the fuck is the matter with you guys go meditate go jump in a sauna go jump in an ice bath go do some breath work start eating healthy start learning new things you, you or call me if you have serial killer tendencies instead yeah. of being a nice person. Call me and I'll help you. <laughs> yeah. You Don't know? be a serial killer. <laughs> so, so, like, I'm just like, guys, like, what? You see the humanity within yourself and you're just like, oh, shit, I don't want to be like that. Mm -hmm. Like, my grandparents, I loved my grandparents, but I'm like, I think of what they looked like at 50 and I think about what I'm going to look like in three years. And I'm like, Oh, I ain't going out like that, dude. It ain't happening. I'm not right. I'm not going out with a defibrillator and you know, it ain't I can honestly say I am super happy to be in my fifties. Um, I don't look like I'm in my fifties no, and I love that so much. Um, I actually got carded the other day. <laughs> And I was like, woohoo, I have adult children, but yay, yay me. And that's the thing is when you get rid of all that extra baggage that you're carrying emotionally with the, the stress, you know, and start eating right and living right and thinking right, all of that melts away. All of your problems go away when you put yourself on the path that you're supposed to be on. And you can even see there's like transformational videos of people that were in crutches or wheelchairs mm -hmm. or, you know, had all kinds of horrific, debilitating internal organs or heart or whatever problems. Mm -hmm. Right. And these people made time lapse videos of how they healed. They decided, I'm tired of being in these crutches. I'm tired of being in this wheelchair. And they went on a healing journey where they were told they would never walk again. Mm -hmm. And now they're running. And we're right. doing yoga all the time. And this is the power of words. Words are worlds. We are, are in mm -hmm. a civilization where the 
elites have taken control of a lot of artists because artists are the true magicians and they're using right. our artwork mm -hmm. against humanity to cast spells on mm -hmm. humanity and open timelines and worlds and simulations for, for, for people, alternate states of consciousness for mm -hmm. people to fall victim and pray to right. and, and be seduced by these alternate states of reality. They're, they're spells and shit. And mm -hmm. weirdos like us are like, no, dude, like you, every day you wake up, you, you may get to a place where you, a lot of things are fucked up and, and maybe you can't reverse it, but it doesn't have to get worse. Maybe you can right. reverse a lot of it. Every, every day is a new beginning mm -hmm. to uh, create a better version of yourself. And I realize that when I'm at the gym or when I'm training or whatever I'm doing, I'm not competing with the world around me. I'm competing with myself. Right. I am the monster. Mm -hmm. Look at dudes like like uh, David Goggins. I could never be physically like David Goggins. Spiritually, I feel like I'm spiritually like David Goggins. I do uncomfortable shit that most people don't want to do. Mm -hmm. But even David Goggins, like he was doing running ultra marathons and he had some crazy shit with his heart that if he didn't find out when he did, he was going to have a heart attack and die. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the journey of this like physical journey this guy went through, you're just like, not only can I not do half of that, but this guy did all this with a valve that was fucked up in his heart. And mm -hmm. yep, exactly. Humans and can there's do amazing shit. That's the beautiful thing about true healthcare and not the healthcare system that we have in place is that true healthcare starts inside of you and with you. And a huge portion of that is your emotional and your spiritual state, yeah. you know, and, and when you shed the toxicity of outside influences, factors, relationships, people, um, get rid of all that stuff, get rid of the drama and the baggage in your life and let go emotionally of that stuff. It does wonders for your health journey. And a lot of like people don't realize like, let's say you don't have a lot of money to change this or change mm -hmm. that or whatever. Okay, cool. Well, then find a way to start doing water fasts. Mm -hmm. If you can afford good water, start doing water fasts. Three, mm -hmm. four day water fast. If you, if you got the the balls or the strength to do nine, 10, 11, 12, 15 day water fast, I promise you that will help your health improve. That mm -hmm. will reorganize your immune system. I, I think about like, and I've been on a health journey for a decade, but I think about the way I felt two months ago before I did the, the water fast. And granted, I have changed my diet since then, but I had mucus, I had mold, I had inflammation and pain mm -hmm. all over my body. And I was like exercising all the time. I was thought what I thought was eating healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did that and, and just the way that I go to the bathroom has changed. The way right. I'm sleeping is different. Mm -hmm. The mucus is gone. Um, the inflammation is gone. I don't feel like I have allergies all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, unfortunately we've been conditioned to, uh, you know, take a pill for everything, take a pill for everything. <laughs> and, and like, did, you know, there's con artists everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought 
you know, I was getting all this organic, you know, these protein puffs mm-hmm. and, yep. you know, oh, this is good, you know, this and that. And meanwhile, it's like, then I start following uh, Paul Saladino, one of the carnivore MDs. And I had this aversion with the meat thing for, for a long time because I, I was an organic farmer in Hawaii for five years. And I thought, oh, you know, but then I was like, no, dude, like, we're going to try it this time. So. Mm-hmm. I tried it and I'm like, I'm looking at Paul Saldino. The dude is a year younger than me and he's just shredded. He looks like he's in better shape than Brad Pitt when he was in Troy. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> and this dude is happy. He's vibrant. He's, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, I'm going to try this guy's diet. And this is some of the best I've felt in like 20 years. Yep. And, and everybody's got a different biology. So I'm not saying right. do the carnivore diet. Like maybe right. vegetables work the best for you. You know, I, I don't know, but. People that know me know uh, we talk about this frequently. I am definitely a meat eater, and I do not believe in a pure vegetable diet because you actually need meat protein to keep your body healthy. Well, I'll tell you, if you go back to 2,000 years ago or the times when Robin Hood was supposed to take place, Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a penalty for killing wild game. Why mm-hmm. would that be? Because they don't want the peasants eating animal meats to nourish their brains Correct. or their bodies. They want Correct. a ignorant, weak um, population right. to run over. So Monsanto right. is not a new phenomenon in human history. They've been trying to control human beings right. with their food supply for centuries. Right. Um, and so with the whole vegan thing is people are like, oh, there's vegan athletes and this and that. I'm like, oh, yeah, were they always vegans? Oh, no, they, they got their athletic training off meat in this and that <laughs> exactly and, and sure there is some variations to the rule sure there, mm-hmm. there, there is some uh uh there's always a or usually always a uh what do they call that a a variation to the rule you know um there's always an outlier right right mm-hmm. and um but like when you look at like you know, nut oils, seed oils, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of vegetables have protective coatings that, you know, release toxins, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's a known thing with kale, you got to massage it, you know, mm-hmm. so it, and even then it can give you gas, broccoli, same thing, you know, and as an organic farmer for five years where I was like protesting against Monsanto and the Hawaiian islands and, and learning all about the nutritional value of these vegetables and, um, you know, I, I really fell really hard for the whole plant-based thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and you felt like shit while you were on it, didn't you? Well, and then what they do is they put this prop propaganda out there that, like, it's cruelty-free. And I'm like, okay, well, I was an organic farmer. So mm-hmm. I saw how many insects and rodents and things we had to kill to present your cruelty-free vegan diet to you mm-hmm. and i also think vegans have this misinterpretation that animals are like they're just dying this wonderful death in the wild and it's like well the, the fact is is they're starving to death they're getting eaten alive exactly they're getting injured and then starving to death or they're getting horrible diseases and mm-hmm. you know getting bot flies and you know nature's a cruel bitch man right i, I hope that when i die a hunter shoots an arrow through my chest that'd right. be and and then i like i'm like oh shit what the hell and then right as i realize what happened i'm dead right, right? that's a quick right death. 
And then, you know, the, the, the hunt and most of these hunters, cause I know a lot of hunters, like my dad's a hunter. And, and a lot of these, these leftists, these vegans, they think that these people hate nature and oh, they're, and most of these people live in fucking cities and they never leave their cities. Right. Most of these hunters love nature. Most of these hunters 100%. love animals. Most mm -hmm. of these hunters, when they're not hunting deer, they're feeding them. They have right. bird, uh, bird feeders, feeders. Mm -hmm. They love nature. They right. understand the cycle of life. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and they give thanks. Like yes. if they shoot a deer or something, they always are very appreciative and thankful that they were provided that meal. Absolutely. And so that, yeah, that whole, you know, everybody's out to like kill all the animals off and do it in a, you know, angry fashion that couldn't be further from the truth because I grew up hunting and fishing and all of that kind of stuff. And I, was always very grateful for anything that I got. And I love animals. I literally will spend hours outside every day just being in nature and, and appreciating what is there. Well, well, like there, people have to understand there's a cycle of life, dude. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we have preconditioned contracts with the most high above mm -hmm. that we chose Right. Our path. We chose to be here in 2023 right. watching the civilization melt around us. Right. And I feel like animals had a contractual agreement with mm -hmm. the most high as well. Right. You know, it's like there is a cycle of life mm -hmm. and it's hard to kill animals. It's mm -hmm. hard for a oh, lot yeah, of people. It it's hard. I was, I was fishing in Alaska uh, six months ago and, and, the, and I was like, okay, when I, when I reel this fish in, I don't want you guys killing it. I want to kill it. Mm -hmm. it's hard. I'm empathic. Right. I love animals. Same. <laughs> Fish, too. Same. And I, mm -hmm. and I had to stick my finger in the gill and rip it out mm -hmm. and thank the, the fish because I knew it was going to feed me. But I wanted to face that uncomfortable. It's hard. Right. It, shit, it was hard in prison to fight. It was harder to use a weapon. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, right. it's hard to do that stuff. It's not like, you know, and then you face these uncomfortable parts of yourself for your own survival. And then maybe at some point you become like uh, the, the architect or you become like the Christ and you become the sacrifice for the world around you. Mm -hmm. Right. You're like, Oh right. shit. Like the military is kicking indoors. I'm going to run out at the military where you guys go hide in the basement. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like right. understanding the cycle of life. Yeah. And that uh, it's so funny that you were talking about like the people that were like, Oh, you know, the animal deaths and whatever. But, you know, if we eat vegan, we don't have to worry about that. You are still literally pulling plants out by the roots or whatever. So you're They're still killing, too. you're, you're still killing something else that's living. And, and same thing with, I always get a chuckle of the protesters that go to like to the supermarkets and, they're having a cow because there is eggs and whatever. And, you know, like you are forcing your chicken to lay an egg and, you know, eggs are so offensive. Um, that's part of life. Same thing yeah. with like, they don't, they don't appreciate a female that is willing to have a baby because well, and these are the same people that are supporting abortion. Right. You know Correct. I mean, oh, life is, mm -hmm. if we could only save one life, stay home, save lives. It's like, mm -hmm. and I'm not anti-abortion, but I'm also not, I'm, I'm anti-hypocrite is what right. I am. It's right. like, okay, 
hey, we have free will. If you want the free will to murder your infant, you got free will. Right. Uh, you're still murdering your infant. Mm-hmm. And I'm not anti-abortion. I just because I, I think the right is fucked about it, too. It's like you guys want to hide behind this religious ideology. You guys aren't supporting orphanages. You guys are still mm-hmm. cranking out your own fucking kids. Go adopt some kids if you care so much about them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like so both sides. I, I'm like, it's, yeah. and, you know. Same. And I don't I don't think that the like for me personally, my life, my choice, I I don't believe in it for me. Um, what yeah, you, what you do with you, kid. what you do with your body is, is your thing. Now, do I like it? No. Do I know how they do it? Have I seen them? Have I witnessed them being a nurse for so long? Yes. Um, don't want to have anything to do with that. That is not in my comfort zone. Yeah. Not, not in my, uh, area of things that I enjoy having in my life. But if that's what you want to do with yours, so be it because you have that choice to make well and with the vegans too it's like Mm. dude like i did all that shit like it's not Mm -hmm. like i'm some like evil meat-eating hunter i've never i've never hunted i've fished Mm -hmm. uh i'd love to go hunting uh Mm -hmm. but like you got like i know how i felt when i was only plant-based and there's something called Mm -hmm. plant consciousness right and that might work for a monk Mm -hmm. really you know plant consciousness might work for a monk uh, right. For me, I value my sex drive. I mm-hmm. value my masculinity and my strength and and, right. and and my logic. And when I was only eating plants, I lost my sex drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I lost strength. Your energy uh, level went in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, emotional, you know, liquid diarrhea all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, you just weren't doing it right. And okay, well, it's not really natural to eat three pounds of pea protein every day. And I don't know tell right. you. You know, you guys are lo- always looking for a superfood. It's called meat. That's what the superfood is. A hundred percent. And if you're okay. worried about the safety of the animals, maybe instead of protesting people that are eating meat, you should just protest the factory farms. Because I'm with you there. I don't want to torture animals mm-hmm. and be eating their fear consciousness. Right. You know, there's honorable ways of, 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 of killing these animals to sustain mm-hmm. ourselves. Right. But, you know, it's like, what are the vegans going to stand up against the military and the police? And <laughs> no, come on. Maybe um, they're all going to wear their tutus and go to the front line. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry. And every vegan man, I've, nice. I've hardcore vegan man I've met that. And most of them aren't eating super healthy. I know a couple of really healthy vegans, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of them are just, they're very emotional, emotional. and balanced. Yep. And it's just like, dude, like, that's no wonder why vegan chicks want to bang meat eaters. Exactly. And that's, I was going to say that because when you have meat protein, your body naturally boosts its testosterone levels. When you go to a vegan diet, your, your testosterone levels drop naturally and you start producing more female hormones. Mm-hmm. Just saying, it's true. Yeah. It's it's really it's true science. That's uh, not uh, scienceism. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, and you could do whatever you want on on mm-hmm. Planet Clown Town. Yeah. Yep. As long as it doesn't affect me, as long as you're not mm-hmm. siding with the government to make more laws against me and my lifestyle, as long as you're not fucking with children or animals. Mm-hmm. Hey, you do you. 
Right. Once you start doing all this weird stuff where you're offended, so I've got to cater to you. Right. Motherfucker, I just want to punch you in the mouth. Or, you know, or you decided that you want to be called uh, they, them today, and you expect me to call you they, them when that's not really what you are. Not my problem. That's a you problem. Not I'll a call me you problem. they, them if you want. Hey, them or they. But if you get offended because I'm not using pronouns, mm -hmm. we're going to have problems because right. I'm going to bring you back to reality real quick. Right. Rationale. And that's and the that's the thing that I um, really, it makes me chuckle about Clown Town these days is that everybody is so offended by everything. Nothing's funny. Everything's harmful. Everything's fearful. And they expect everyone else to cater to them and their feelings and how they perceive the world. That is not how that is not how uh, life works. It's spoiled brat syndrome. Exactly. Right? Like when I look mm -hmm. at what these type of people are, it's like either people that were raised very sheltered, mm -hmm. uh, people that have, you know, more emotion than than common sense right uh, people that have mental illnesses or people mm -hmm. that are total narcissists and sociopaths right so it's it attracts this specific character type to that type of mm -hmm. thinking or trend or whatever it is because everybody right. you know as a tattoo artist people are tattooing for different reasons some tattooers tattoo because they think it's cool and they do shit tattoos other tattooers are like it's their life and their identity and other mm -hmm. you know do it for ego or whatever and um it was funny because the longer i did tattoos and i got i've gotten really good at it uh good enough to travel all over the world i started realizing like there's so many tattooers that they're thing is like oh i'm a pirate i'm a pirate and i just realized you guys are a bunch of tattooers pretending to be a pirate or i'm a pirate pretending to be a tattooer <laughs> right and, and you know it's i like, love I, that <laughs> i don't let it it's not my identity anymore it's like i used to think being a tattooer was so cool and then i just started realizing i feel like i'm almost too cool for tattooing now not not really but like mm -hmm. i just it doesn't define me, right? Like a right. lot of dudes, it's their defining character. I'm, but I want to do martial arts. I want to do gardening. I want to do this. I want to do podcasting. I want to go work out. I want to go learn about diets. I want to talk to you. I want to go do all this stuff. I'm not, I don't want to be in a box. You know right. what I mean? I don't want to be that's, defined. That's what I was talking about earlier was, you know, with the label stuff is that when you allow society to put you in a box and to label you that's when you are completely stifled and you need to rip that box apart and get out of it because you're never going to move forward so sonic youth had a great song and it was called kill your idols mm -hmm. right <laughs> we live in a society where human beings are deeply involved in man worship and waiting right. for a superhero to come save them. Trump's right. going to come save me. Biden is going to come save me. AOC. Oh, she's a queen. Uh, and, and you're just okay. like, you're like, dude, like even like religion with Jesus is going to come save me. Yo, son, I think Christ was here to show you that you're a child of God too. And that you should be following in his footsteps. I, it's mm -hmm. like, 
people like humanity has an innate desire to fill their soul with God, right. spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. And when that goes like untethered or when that is not nurtured, you become a sports fanatic or a music right. fanatic or a pop culture fanatic mm -hmm. or a science fanatic and atheist. Right. You fill it with shit that is just, it's not soul serving. And even a lot of mm -hmm. religions, they're not soul serving. Right. And um, when you start really doing the uncomfortable work of, what a lot of like the the religious archetypes or the spiritual archetypes or the indigenous archetypes or you know these people were doing and you start you start knowing yourself right and mm -hmm. then knowing yourself you're you're in healing yourself now you're more connected to the creator of all things because you know who you are you mm -hmm. you, you are the vessel 100% yep uh, for 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 god you are right. the vessel right so now i'm going and i'm you know i'm cherishing the vessel that that god gave me and now i mm -hmm. understand and i don't think christ if christ returns or i don't know how christ is going to return as i said there's a holy trinity mind body spirit he, mm -hmm. christ can return in mind consciousness right i don't know I don't know if Christ is going to return that. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I doubt if Christ comes back, he's going to be separating the Muslims and the Indians. And right. I think Christ is going to be like, okay, well, who did my work? A hundred percent. Yep. Oh, you were a native, but you took care of the children and you stood up for mm -hmm. your elders in the earth. Mm -hmm. well, so I need you on my team. Right. Right. Like the deception, the, the, the separation of mankind that's Luciferian, dude. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's what man does. That's man worship. That you know, that's the six 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 thing. The mm -hmm. the number of man, right? That's man worship. That we're involved in separation and mm -hmm. well, you know, you know. Would Christ be involved in that? Christ yeah. would see through it. See, and that's it's a wonderful thing because so many people, you know, love to throw around the uh your uh racist, you're a xenophobe, homophobe, blah, 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 blah. I love everybody until you do something to make me not and make me realize that you're not worthy of my time. If you're a shit person, you are a shit person. And even, you know, God said, don't worry about people who aren't worthy. You know, uh, people, and that's no different with like trying to uh, share information with people, right? And try to quote, wake people up. Some people are not at that time. They're not on the same timeline. They're not worthy of any kind of message that you try to give them. So move on, dust off your sandals and move on because, you know, not everybody is worthy of your time, your energy, your love, your attention, your patience or knowledge. I always say I'm not racist. I'm spacist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> space, space knows no color. So, like you said, That's true. Mm -hmm. if you violate my my personal space, if you violate my trinity with ignorance, stupidity, danger, mm -hmm. right? 
that toxicity. Hey, yeah, I don't give a shit what color you are, what you're mm-hmm. you're gay, trans, agenda. I don't care if you're gay or trans. I don't give a shit. I'm not a homophobic person. I started mm-hmm. tattooing on Hollywood Boulevard. I love right. freaks and weirdos. You be you, boo. <laughs> That's why you care. like me. Is that right? You like yeah. freaks and weirdos? Yeah. <laughs> I like freaks and weirdos. I like the weird I do shit. Too. Right? I do so, too because it, it makes you think outside the box again with somebody's personality because they are so different. Because if we didn't have people that were unique like that, this world would be a very boring place. And the hubris of humanity, and I get caught up in it too, Mm -hmm. for us to think that that couldn't be us. Mm -hmm. It could be us. Like we could be a Hillary Clinton or a freaking a Jeffrey Epstein. If, if raised in the right situation or wrong mm-hmm. situation right, by the wrong people, we could be those people. We could be a uh, they, them. We could, you know what I mean? And, and right. I, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to be more compassionate. I'm always going to be logical. So I'm going to say offensive shit. And I like saying <laughs> offensive shit. It's fine. I do too. <laughs> I've been an internet troll. I've been an internet troll before the term internet troll was out there. I was red pilling and blue pilling and rainbow pilling people on myspace i was getting in trouble back then Uh oh back in the myspace days yeah you know so this ain't (laughs) this ain't new yeah but i i i love that so much and i so love having conversation with you and and people like you who have you know you have such a beautiful energy about you and I hope you know that um, it, yours is infectious and contagious as well in a good way, um, not contagious in the bad scientific way. Yeah. So it's a it's a wonderful pleasure that you are um, doing your podcast and that you are uh, willing to share your time with me today. I appreciate yeah. that. I, it's it's an honor. Like I said, I used to listen to you on Tommy G's podcast, you know, back in the day, and uh, I used to like what you guys would talk about on that. And then, uh, you know, this is a it's a crazy journey. This whole thing, mm-hmm. like when I last night was so crazy. I literally traveled back in time thirty years to this individual that was in and out of jail and on drugs and and. <laughs> And now like looking where I'm at now and how grateful I am. Like I didn't have good relations with my family. I'm in my sister's house right now. They loaned me their Range Rover and you know what I mean? My mom's and everybody's like, they know I'm a weirdo. I've always been a little bit of a weirdo, but they love me. I've got a good relationship. They trust me. I'm a lot of people across the country. Trust me. I've been very fortunate to be able to go and visit with people and help people with, you know, diets and inspire them to do this and that mm-hmm. and um and you know it's like i just feel like i've been on this rock for lifetimes and this lifetime is self-actualized mm-hmm. and this lifetime is it's to hopefully transcend this 3d bullshit right right for myself and to see Mm-hmm. Others and assist others do that shit. You know? Right. And, you know, uh, I, you I know what like your I purpose is. Oh, I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, that's we all have. Nobody's perfect. I know 
darn good and well. I've made a hell of a lot of mistakes in my life. But you know what? I love everything that's happened to me in my life, bad or good. I would not yeah, change a single thing because it has made me who I am today. And it, everything that happens teaches me a lesson and teaches me what I need to know to, to be able to grow and, and further myself. So I'm very thankful for everything. I wouldn't, yeah. I would never go back and, and do anything different. Me mm -hmm. either. I have some I like mild regrets, but not a lot of them, I, you know, and, and all the, the failures, if you learn from your, a lot of people don't learn from their failures. Right. If true. you learn from your failures, you grow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So my dear, um, thank you again for joining me today. I, I love it. I love having the conversation with you. Where can people find you at? They can find me on Esoteric. Hold on, let me see. Esoteric Gladiator Podcast. Uh, they can find me on Esoteric Gladiator Podcast on Instagram, on Rumble, on YouTube. Uh, sometimes I delay or I lag on podcasts and videos. Other times I'm on it nonstop. But I'm usually really active on Instagram until I get canceled from there. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. I don't go on that a lot. I'm on Snapchat under Jeremy Lipsy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll be around. Well, it's a good thing that you will be around because people quite enjoy you, my dear. Well, thank you. You are very welcome. Thank you again so much for joining me. It was an honor to have you on my show today. So people make sure you go like, subscribe, share, comment, and download on Jeremy's show esoteric gladiator podcast make sure you do that and as always thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next time have a good one